0: It's a privilege for us to be here, and well, we really I- enjoyed. It and just want to say, you have to uh, supported us uh, financially and prayerfully for many years, and we really appreciate that. Uh, there's a saying, "I only see as far as I do because I stand on the shoulders of others, and we stand on your shoulders, um, and we're able to see a dardian because of your giving and your prayers, and we thank you for that." Um, so. Uh, In just a minute, I'll I'll read through some scripture, and if you want to go ahead and you can turn to James chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. James 5, 13 through 16. And uh, um, I just wanted to give you a a, a brief, uh, little more, I guess, of a history of our journey. Um, When God did call us uh, 15 years ago, he called us, as, as Michelle said, to go out and church plant, to help church planters. We ended up doing that. We ended up church planting on our own a lot. God moved us through some different church plants. We're we're glad to say they're continuing on. They're going strong. Uh, The last couple years, we did serve as missionaries and residents at Valley Forge Christian College. Uh, I taught there. We got involved with uh, a lot of the students that were called into missions, Uh, just got involved in their lives, prayed for them, encouraged them, helped send them out and now God has called us back, not as frontline church planters, but to assist persons such as Dardion, uh, who is in the church plant in a front line. He was with us in the church plant in Macedonia. We'll work at the Bible College, be campus pastors there, teach, and then help send them, Albanians, out to church plant among their own people and in other countries. And as a missionary, that's what you pray for. That's what you want. You want the nationals to come to know the Lord and then eventually be called, raised up, and to go out, reach their own people and beyond. So we're excited to be part of that. We're so happy to see that happening. Uh, and we're just thankful to the Lord for that. So uh, we will go back in September very shortly. Uh, we got a lot to do. We got to put a couple of katahars in college, have a graduation party in a couple of weeks for one of them from high school. Uh, so pray for us. Pray for us. Um, and uh, I always tell my wife, I'm like, you know, we're, we're people people. Like, we like people and we visit a lot. Our organizational skills, uh, they're decent. <laughs> they need work. You know, we're, we're like driving over here from Pennsylvania. We're planning, you know, oh, there's some time in the car. Let's plan. Let's look at we'll some dates, you know. And I woke up this morning, yesterday, I'm like, okay, right when I get back, to Pennsylvania in two days, I really – rea- I got up with Michelle. We got to figure out, like, when we're taking our daughters to college <laughs> and when we're coming back and how long we'll be. We're going to be in Michigan. We'll fly out of Michigan, close up our home in Pennsylvania, first take our daughters to college, come back to Michigan, be with friends and family for a week, and then fly to Albania from Michigan. We got to get – we got to buy tickets. We got to <laughs> get dates now. Okay. So pray for us. Um, but we'll visit with you. We love people. <laughs> okay. So um let's uh you know uh what my wife shared, you know, about about being authentic. That's always a, a journey like how authentic can you be or should you be here, you know? It is real life, you know, we are ordinary people. We're just we're just people. God uses ordinary people in um uh I mean, I, I guess I say that because too as ordinary people like I want to talk about prayer and and we want to encourage you of where God has called you to, uh, again, to the next door neighbor, wherever that is. And we just want you to be responsive to God. Maybe it's to Albania. Maybe it is to Albania. We'd love for you to to be there, to come with us in September, um, next year, whatever. But uh, just be responsive to God. and, And you know, and in that, you know, we all pray. I, I just want to talk about prayer, and, and uh, it's a big subject. And you know, we pray. We feel like maybe God doesn't answer, or He's far away. I, I just want to encourage you that, to continue on, and that He's faithful. And whatever He's calling you to do, He'll do that through you. Um, and so, with that, let me let me go ahead and, and read uh, James five thirteen through sixteen. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. There's so much in these verses. You, we could preach on these or teach on these for two months. I mean, there's so much there. And I'm not going to do justice in about 15 or 20 minutes. I just want to let you know, we want to open these altars up, and we're going to do that, the seats, wherever, uh, at the end of this service to pray. So you can pray. We want to stand with you, your pastor does, your leaders. Other people you trust, good friends, pray for one another as the Lord leads. It's not about who's praying. It's about God doing that in and answering your prayer, needs you have, needs of a family member, uh, needs of a neighbor. I I don't know what that is. The Lord knows. And that he'll just, he'll meet you uh, where you're at. And so this gives us a little bit of instruction in prayer, these verses. And I I want to share a story here, uh, a few verses down. But just let me go through these, these uh, first few verses. And in the story, I want to share what God did in and through our ministry. Um, but these first verses, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. So if you're in trouble, pray. It says pray. You know, we know to do that uh, instinctively a a lot of times. uh, And so that's you today just uh, pray and and we'll, again, believe with you. If you're is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Some of you are here. You have good praise reports or you're rejoicing and you should be happy and we should be happy with you as the body of Christ and encourage you. Sometimes that's hard. You know, oh, I'm having a rough time, but they're having a really good time. Right? But the, the, the Word instructs us, instructs us to do that. And let me just back up a little bit. You know, the, the whole thing of prayer, again, it's such a big subject. And so, wh- how do you pray? What is praying like? And there's a, a, a man I like to read. His name is Henry Nowen. Uh, he's wrote a lot on spiritual matters. He was a Catholic priest. He's, he's d- deceased now, well-known. But he wrote about prayer. He's like, what is prayer? Prayer is he says basically a crying out to God, just a crying out, like just unburdening our heart to God. He said, and then from there, it's like listening and like a dialogue, like, okay, I unburden myself. God, what, what are you maybe uh, telling me? And it's not generally going to be an audible voice, but what are you, m- like, moving me to do? What is the impression I'm getting from you? God, is, is at you? And just dialoguing and then moving out in that. In, in, in going forward in that and so I was trying to think uh, I said the other service you know as and preachers you know you what's an illustration what's an applicable illustration of that you know the best I could come up with is I think of a, of a little infant uh, uh, you know I've had three daughters we've had three daughters you know f- what two years I don't know right away a month old three weeks old when a little baby, when they're hungry or they're tired, they just cry out, wah, right? Wah, they're going to let you know. Wah, right away, they're going to let you know what they need. You know, as soon as they wet that diaper, they're going to cry and they need to be changed. Something's going on. So they don't think about it. They don't, they can't think about it. They're not devout. But they just cry out. And I think that's the heart of God that he wants us to do with him. And I wish I'd say I did that a lot. I need to do that more. Just instinctively say, God, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on. This is what I need. This is who I'm praying for. God, you hear me? And uh, he does hear us, right? He hears us. But I think that's his heart. He just wants us to do that, to be like those, I'm calling myself, I'm first the little baby. I'm not calling you babies, but really I am. I'm a baby with you, okay? So I think that's what what God is pleased with, and that's what he'd like us to do. Um, So, and then it says, is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If you're here today and you need a physical healing or someone you know, we we have anointing oil here, want to believe with you, for you, that God will heal Will answer your prayer, in uh, it says just pray and believe, and we want to stand with you and do that. Um, and it says uh, if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. In um, again, uh, you know, if you're here and the Lord's laid on your heart, the Holy Spirit. You know something's happening. You need to ask God for forgiveness, or you need to you're doing something that you maybe should not be doing. You need to turn from that. There's no condemnation there. There, it's just you say, God, okay, I hear you, Lord. I want to walk this way instead of continuing to walk this way. I'm turning from that. I'm giving that to you, and I'm walking this way. If you're here this morning and you've never uh, made a confession of I want to trust and believe in Jesus I need forgiveness of sins I need a savior Uh, I want to follow the Lord you can do that this morning no magic formula you just cry out to God and say just what I said we'll be here we're happy to pray with you and for you and you can know the Lord today and be forgiven of your sins and and go forward in, in Christ um Verse 16, it says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Again, there's some instruction and prayer. Sometimes things are happening with us and we're caught in something. And sometimes I believe God works this way. He wants us to have some humility and someone we trust, your pastor, someone you trust, please help, please pray for me in this area. I need help in this area. And by humbling ourselves or confessing to one another, uh, somehow God, the Holy Spirit, comes in and gives us the strength to continue forward. And that sin is broken, and you go forward. Not, We don't always need to confess to someone. You move as the Spirit leads you to do that. And as God puts that on your heart, and in in, in he leads I wanted to share an example in, in our ministry. It wasn't, I've had that happen in my life. I've had friends that I needed to go to, uh, my pastor, please pray for me in this area. And when I humbled, then the strength I felt and I was able to overcome. I've had friends come to me, please pray for me in this area. And, and that's confessing our sins to one another. I want to give you not a personal example. This is more a corporate example of what happened in our ministry in Kosovo, when we were there er, early on, Kosovo is a there's uh, uh, a lot of corruption in the government. Not uh, leaders that did not have integrity, uh, that you know stole, took money, didn't act righteously, and we saw that. And there was elections coming up in Kosovo, and God put on our church, our little church, pray for leaders with integrity to come up to be elected, that they would be honest, that they would be upright, that they would serve God, that they would be drawn to Christ. So put that strong in our hearts. We started praying. We are praying, praying. A season of prayer went on. We went through some time of prayer. I, I, it was some days, and we just felt strongly. And then all of a sudden, that, that was broken. We were done praying with that, and we moved on to what God had next for us. But in the meantime, a couple days after that, you know, uh, elections were still coming up, but a couple days after that I ended up uh, in the in the capital city and I went into a supermarket there. And in Kosovo, y- also, uh, my wife said it's war-torn. There, you need to understand there is uh, peacekeeping forces still in cor- Kosovo. There's international police in Kosovo because those, there are two people groups there would war against each other even if they left today. So, you would It was not uncommon to see international police from around the world. So I walked into the supermarket, and here's an American. You know, he's got a baseball cap on. He's a policeman, a uh, uniform, baseball cap, and American flag. So I know he's an American policeman. So I am tired of speaking Albanian, and there's not too many English speakers around. So I jump on it. No, I didn't jump on him. I walk up to him and say, hey, <laughs> you know, how you doing? And, he looks at me and he starts talking to me but he has a microphone, you know, coming into his uh, uh, his mouth, a thing in his ear. And then I notice after a little while, not right away, it takes me a little while. He's guarding the lady. He's like this he's not moving like she's right there at his elbow. So he's on guard over this lady and we're talking, we're talking a little bit more funny. He says, "So what you know, what are you what are you doing here?" I'm like, "Well, I do I do missions work. I'm a missionary." She hadn't said a word. And then she says the first words and she speaks English. She says, Oh, you're you're a missionary? I say, Yeah, yeah, actually I am. She said, Oh, well wow, it's really nice to meet you. You know, I haven't met any really missionaries here. And I'm like, Oh, you know, good to meet you. She said, Where so what are you where are you who are you with? I said, Well, somebody's a god She's like, Oh, I used to go to a somebody's a God church. I'm like, Oh, that's great. Well, good. And we're talking a little bit. She said, You know I'd like to talk to you when we get outside. You know, we're in line. She's like, "I'm going to pay for my groceries, and I'll wait for you out there." I said, "Okay." So she pays. I get out there. We talk a bit more, and she's like, "You know," she said, "I'd really, I'd really like to talk with you." And I told her, "You know, I'm, I have a wife. I get kids." You know, she's asking questions, finding out about her. Find out she's Australian. She has an accent. I'd really like to meet with you. You know, maybe you could come by my office and we could spend a little time and. Like to pray and I'm like, sure, you know, I'll talk to my bring my wife too and we'll do that. Okay, she said, Well, good. Well here's my card. She gives me her card and I look at her card and so okay, I put it in my pocket. We leave. I go right to pick up my friend right from there and I said, Hey Arben, he's Albanian and he's an accountant. I said, Hey Arben. I'm like, you know, I, I just met a lady in a supermarket. I said, Look 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 who I met here and, and I give him the card and he looks at the card and he said, uh he said Gary, he said. Um, and the car says, General Auditor, United Nations. He says, do you know who this is? I said, no. I said, General Auditor. He's like, this is the top official in the United Nations in Kosovo, and her job is to fight corruption. She's the top person in the government, General Auditor, that fights corruptions. She looks at the books, and she puts the bad guys away. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I probably said, Oh my God. Sorry, Lord, but I mean maybe I said it in my heart. And so here we were praying. We're confessing the sins of, of Kosovar people. I know we're just a small group. We don't but we we're standing in the gap and God answered a prayer in a way I never could have imagined. And so you know, do I know exactly if 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 some 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 Upright officials came in. I know some things were cleaned up, but God put in our, in our small church and in our hearts in that short period to pray for that woman. She loved the Lord. She had been beat up uh, by people she had was trying to put away. And so the Lord had our church come alongside her in that time to encourage her in the Lord and to strengthen her in the Lord that she was able to fight against corruption in Kosovo. She ended up coming to our home, uh, a police escort, police in our home, outside our home. She was under 24-hour guard. And, and then at one time, she had to have a ladies' meeting, just my wife and her, because ladies got to do that, you know, right, ladies? So she said, Michelle, can you come to my work, and then we'll go out to a restaurant. And so you have to understand, Toyota Land Cruisers were driving, you know, because is all dirt roads, you know. And so the police force, they have the same cars that we do, pretty much. So Michelle gets to her work in and, and her Land Cruiser, and then you know, two or three other police escorts meet her. And they said, OK, we got to get her to the restaurant, 24-hour guard. And he said, we're going to race through the city to the restaurant, because we got to go fast. So can you keep up with us? And Michelle, she's a maniac in the car. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> But she came over, and she's like, Gary, you wouldn't have believed it. We were racing through the city. We were going up curbs, and we got to the restaurant. And so I guess it's some of the adventuresome part, you know. But but so they they did it. They made it. They didn't get shot at. Thank the Lord, you know. They had a good time in the restaurant, cleared the restaurant, just her and Michelle. So I'm just telling you, God is faithful. He knows where we're at. He doesn't answer all prayers like that crazily like that, right? You know, you, you, you're you here. You've been praying for some things for a long time. Maybe God wants you to pray about this again. We want to believe for you and with you again, if that's the case. So um, just be encouraged. Um, that final verse, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I used to always think my prayer for you is effective, and I think that's part, of, and your prayer for me is effective. It's not just We're ordinary people. We're all ordinary people. I used to think that way. I think part of this scripture means you're righteous. You being right with God, a believer in Christ, your prayer is powerful and effective. Your prayer, what God puts in your heart to pray. The living Bible version is the prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Something powerful. To be reckoned with. Your prayer, your prayer is something powerful to be reckoned with. We're going to pray in just a second here. The devil don't like it. He don't like it. He doesn't like it. Sorry, my grammar. My wife says get better grammar. He doesn't like it, okay? But your prayer, my prayer, our prayer is something powerful to be reckoned with. So with that, I just encourage you. I'm going to ask Pastor Ben, and he's going to lead it from here. and We'll have you come on up and, and however he leaves that for prayer. okay? Awesome.
1: We want to meet God, and uh, we expect the Lord uh, wants to work in your life. And uh, I know that, as Gary was sharing, um, you know, we all need the Lord. Uh, we were at a service on Friday night, a Holy Spirit conference, and the speaker said, turn to your neighbor Put your finger up like this and say, you need the Lord. <laughs> and th- that's the reality is we all need to be touched by Jesus. And uh, we're not sure what you may be facing. Some of you, we do know what you're facing. But we want to create space right here, right now, to meet the Lord. So I'm going to ask that you stand. Uh, Pastor Bobby is going to lead us in some worship. And at the very minimum, we're going to ask that you would stay and worship with us. But if the Lord is moving on your heart and you need a touch from God in any area of your life, we want you to come and we're going to anoint you. We're going to pray over you. We're going to ask for miracles to uh, be seen in your life. And we're in, there's nothing magical about us praying for you. It's God that does the work. But we need God and we need to ask. And so whatever the circumstances, we want you to come. And so let's just pray, and and then we'll respond. Lord, we thank you for moments like this where you challenge us, God, to get out of our comfort zone, to get out of our seats and respond and spend some time in your presence, on our knees, worshiping and asking, Lord, for you to touch. Lord, I appreciate that verse In James, it says that a prayer of a righteous man, someone right with you. Lord, if we have a relationship with you, we're in right standing, and our prayers are meaningful. Lord, we thank you for that. So we call out to you now. Touch us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Will you join us at the altar in worship?